Hello, and welcome to another episode of Johanna's Artbeat for the year 2022. Happy New Year. I'm your host, Johanna Grisset. My most recent episode was of Mercy Mercy with Annette Storkman, who's an amazing playwright based here in New York City. Today, I have a new guest, one of my good friends, special guest, Jack Leon Horton II. So let's get into it. Thanks for tuning in. Jack's most recent album is entitled Is This a Vibe, and it is a trippy mix of hip-hop and more smooth, almost R&B sounds. The title is perfect, as it really does seem to be a vibe uniquely his own. The first track, as you can hear, I'll be playing the tracks in the background, is About You Remix, where the main chorus is, quote, you got me thinking things about you, end quote, and features Free the Alchemist. It's a hip-hop sound over a really smooth beat that had me swaying in my seat as I write this. It's a relatable track and lovely in its simplicity. It seems to be about temptation and desire, and the rhymes in it are done really well. The second track is Airplane Mode, with a much more chill beat, and number 17 is a poet with his verses, spitting rhymes of ease. He talks about a magical life of riding air le monde, and one of my favorite lines is, quote, sip tea like Kermit, end quote, referencing the famous meme. He also goes with ease from rapping to crooning seductively. All right is next, and the main refrain here is also simple and very easy to sing along to. Quote, it's going to be all right, end quote. Mixed with more fast verses done smoothly. It starts out with Jack whispering, yo, chill, and this really sets the tone. He speaks about a lack of truth in another's words, with no truth even in your eyes, end quote, which creates such a heartbreaking visual. There's a cool trippy back and forth beat, almost as if number 17 is lulling the listener into relaxing as he speaks at the beginning of the song. Yeah, 
Track four is business, which almost has a choir organ sound to start, and then we go into a chorus of O's and vocalizations that speed up as the back, the beat, excuse me, speeds up a bit. Seventeen talks about being all about business, and one of my favorite lines, quote, "Back in this bitch like a shit soup, serving it up like I missed you." End quote. Seventeen sings about a person wasting their time, which is an artist always working to get to that next level is very relatable. I could easily picture Jack flying coast to coast working on record deals. It's an upbeat track with a still chill vibe that comes through all of the record. Sorry, I have to go take it. Be patient, I'll come back to break it. In my office, I'm sitting but naked. Those asses I say, let's make it. Okay, I would duffer, I would duffer. Uh, I would duffer this. Nice straight down my wrist, I'm saying. I'd lie for this. Face down, grilling dirt like nearly. The next song is Die For This, which features Tim Turner, another chill track but with more of an intense message. Tim is quite a contrast to Seventeen, making the song unique. Taking those pictures and always they send me a D. I'm like, do you remember? Well, why through all of September came back to New York? Next up is Fantasize, which has more of a trippy vibe and has a bit of a quicker beat. Throughout this record, Jack has a quiet strength. He never needs to raise his voice and still gives you great lyrics that are truly unlike anything out there. There's also a guitar break that I really enjoyed in this. Quote, I fantasize, always asking why, end quote, is a refrain that really stuck with me as he airily croons about women and weekend adventures. You got me thinking what is happening this weekend. You are my homie and the weekend's got you tweaking. We can hit the functions and proceed to get the drinking. Start at noon and then we make it to the evening. Uh, hit the subway, then we slide. Slide. Sunday day we sitting outside. You looking at me different, baby girl with them eyes. Looking like you caught feelings in my rod. Why would you say that? Tell me you're playing the How am I supposed to read your mind? Wonder, wonder. Hey, uh. How am I supposed to read your mind? You expect me to know. Fugazi is a seventh track about 
not being able to read minds and being open. I really especially enjoyed this, as Jack grins about too much time with oneself, which especially following the pandemic hits hard. Also, someone not being direct with their feelings and trying to figure a lover out. The older you get, the less patient you get with games and not and not just being upfront with feelings. Why you do the things you do? Faithful to it like religion true. All to say, I still remember you. Satan trying to bring me down. Hallelujah. Yeah. Why you do the things you do? Hallelujah comes next and features Tunk. Jack Croon's, quote, why you do the things you do. Faithful to it like religion true. All this hate, I still remember you. Satan trying to bring me down, hallelujah, end quote. It's extremely catchy and brings you in. Tunk comes in hard with the pain, rapping about heartbreak. He's also a great contract, contrast excuse me, to Seventeen. Much more emotional as Jack stays with his overall chill vibe in the chorus. I gave you my love and you sent me to school. You played with my trust and pretended we cool. You made that I love yet our lesson was cruel. Ooh. Number nine is Matthew McConaughey, but with the last name spelled differently from the famous actors. It features Rocco Cash, who much like Kesha has a dollar sign in his name. The number starts with what almost sounds like the gentle sound of spoons, a soft clicking sound. It's a very melancholic sound, about not wanting to waste someone's time or see their wedding ring. Rocco brings in the actor reference, saying, I look like Matthew McConaughey, sound like Jason Derulo. End quote. The main chorus is super catchy, singing about a girl who, quote, likes to pop it, lock it, like drop it, like whoa. End quote. The same lover or object of his desire that he doesn't want to see her wedding ring. Its catchy beat really plays off the pain of the lyrics well. The next track is Rooftop Chillin', which is pretty funny since that's pretty much what Jack and I were doing when we met. Chillin' on Richard's rooftop for his party. 
This track is the shortest one, with a trippy beat, with some of the most intense lyrics on the record. Number 17 raps about being, quote, The big old bad wolf, heard about me from books, I huff and I puff, I leave you all shook, unquote, is probably my favorite part. The old school story really makes the intense, aggressive lyrics more palatable. The 10th track is C, which starts out with 17 crooning as you just heard, quote, if I could see time, I'd still waste it. See, you've made up your mind, let's just face it, end quote. He sings to a lover who keeps coming back, and his lyrics beg her to finally realize she belongs with him. The way he sings about being faded here, you can almost picture the smoke. The next track is Sheesh, featuring Martian Cutler. Jax blows here a rapid at the start, still with that chill vibe, but when Cutler jumps in, the rhymes flow lightning fast. There's an old school sound that's almost reminiscent to me of Common, and there is the sound of clinking glasses that's really unique. Quote, you don't do a thing but pretend much, excuse me, end quote, is my favorite rhyme on this. The two rap about living the high life. 17 rhymes about a friends with benefits situation as well. Waiting is the final track. It has a quicker techno beat behind it and starts with 17 crooning about waiting. 
about a love he clearly has been waiting and hoping for. So I have to say, and I'm sure you'll agree having listened a little bit here, the record overall is great and has a really unique vibe to steal from the title. I really enjoyed the sound. And to, to be honest, I couldn't help but move in my seat as I recorded this. And it's a great mix of rap with Jack's rich, silky voice. It's wise. Don't think about day and you know I'm patient. Because you know I've been waiting. So as usual, let me tell you a little bit about Jack before I go to our interview. He's also known by the name of Number 17 as an artist on Spotify. This is from his own bio. At the age of 14 is when he started to pick up the craft of rapping. But it wasn't just rap. It was more of an art form. And that's a quote from his site. As a young adult, he said, he made one of his dear best friends that forced him to make music with him so he didn't have to do it alone. He did high school talent shows, opened up for tours, and was born and raised in Newport City, North Carolina, and was a military brat. He's been around the U.S. and in Japan. He is number 17. When you listen to my interview shortly, you'll understand why he uses that number. And without further ado, my interview with Jack Leon Horton II. Hey Jack, welcome to Johanna's Artbeat. Hey, what's going on? Nothing much. Thanks for coming on. Um, today I have Jack Leon Horton II, my friend who's an, uh, an actor and singer, musician, rapper, all those things. So yeah. <laughs> I'm really excited to have you on today. Um, are you sure? Yeah, awesome. And I always start these off with how I connected with my guest, and we actually met at Richard Jordan's birthday party, where your album yeah. was playing, which was so cool to be celebrating listening to music with the artist himself. Um, awesome. Sorry, and you'll notice I have a cat on occasion who makes some noise. Sorry about that. Um, and uh, you're an actor and a fantastic musician. Was anyone else in your family artistically inclined? Um, no, not really. Um, I think my mom did like chorus. Oh, that's like, cool. Like, uh, like choir for like church for a little bit, but that was better. But other than that, nobody really in my family has taken the time out to do anything music-wise that I'm aware of. That's interesting. How do they feel about you working in music or doing music? They were always very supportive. That's like, awesome. I didn't end up, like, I started doing music about 12, 13 years ago. Wow. And, like, when I was, I think I started when I was 16. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't actually show my parents my music until I was about 19 years old. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was uh, just something I kind of kept to myself. But, like, I would show with, you know, my friends and I'd show off at school. And, like, oh, look at me. I can rap and yada, yada, yada. That's awesome. Um, yeah, it was fun. That's cool. So before we get to more of your music, I just want to talk a little about your acting work. You went to school at Florida State's College of Jacksonville and majored in drama. Can you tell me a little mm-hmm. bit more about studying there? So I actually didn't major in drama. I actually, oh, my bad. Uh, no, you're good. You're good. Um, I I majored in graphic design. Oh, okay. Actually, yeah, I went to school for graphic design. I was there doing, I got a scholarship for singing for chorus. Oh, nice. So, while I was doing that, I was trying to major graphic design. It didn't work out. Yada yada. Um, 
skipped to about 2019, I decided to move to New York. And I was all like, you know what, I'm going to go for this music thing hard. Yeah. So the music thing, and I was all like, you know what, I can try acting. Why not? And yeah. then I did commercials, and then I did the Netflix movie, and it just kind of went on from there. That's awesome. So, so I have no training. You have no training? Oh, okay, wow. That's that's awesome, then. That's really especially impressive. Um, and uh, so you came to really pursue the music. And you, so the a few things you worked on, you worked on Godfather of Harlem. How was that experience? Oh, um, to see actors act was great, but just, I was on, like, background, so it was Oh, horrible. yes, just so cool. <laughs> just, like, the conditions of how they treat background artists is just crap. But it can be tough. It <laughs> Someone who does it a lot, <laughs> it can be tough. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't the funnest, but I mean, it, I got, you know, it's on the resume, so I'm happy. Yeah, Absolutely. And you've also done some commercial work for some big companies, including Amtrak and Doritos. Tell me about getting yeah. cast in those, and how was that experience? Uh, so Doritos, I use Backstage.com, which is one of those acting profiles. Sure, sure, yeah, yeah. For. And I just signed up, um, you know, randomly for it, and they fell in love with my voice. Awesome. So we did that little commercial for um, Doritos Catchup Flavor. <laughs> but, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was, like, specifically targeted for Canada. Interesting. So we did that. That was fun. And then for Amtrak, same website, awesome. backstage. And uh, yeah, they were all like, well, we like your look. Would you like to, you know, do this commercial with us? I was like, hell yeah, I would like to do this commercial. What? <laughs> Let's go. So yeah, literally backstage has been the prime of everything so far for me. That's awesome. Did you enjoy those commercial experiences? Yeah, those were dope. Uh, I do like voice acting because I don't have to go anywhere. I just stay home. That's true. <laughs> That much like this, since we can mostly do remote for people. Um, I would love to do an in-person podcast, though, if you ever do that. Oh, no, I, 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 will, I would as well. I just, most people, it's easier for them. But definitely, if you want to come on again, we can do it in person. I'm totally down for that as well. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So you're currently in the Netflix hit, The Harder They Fall, with Idris Elba, Regina King, many big, big-time artists. Um, it's yeah, just, it's an it's all classic. Yeah, it's awesome. It's an all black cowboy film with Jonathan Majors as Nat Love, who I didn't realize yeah. is also a real person. Um, Hollywood has really given us the impression of like southern white cowboys, but this shows how wrong that was. I mean, there was a great deal of black cowboys and cowgirls. Were you aware of like Nat Love or any of the real people in the characters the film was based on? No, I absolutely had no clue. Like to be educated and not only. To be educated and then to also be in this historic film was right. a, an eye opener and a, a wonderful experience for me. Like just learning about like how blacks were portrayed mm -hmm. as humans or just not even like actual people. Yeah. And to find out, no, no, without them, you wouldn't have what you have now. They just took what we had and, and ran with it. So that was very eye opening for me. And it was, it was badass, honestly. No, it was really, it was really cool to read about it. I was like, this is, this makes it even, even better, honestly. Um, and tell me about the process of being a part of this film from like casting and shooting. How long was the shoot? Mm -hmm. So from casting, once again, backstage, Sweet, yeah. there was a company <laughs> that was casting for it. Um, I was working, this was 2019, like the end of 2019, right. around like November. Um, I was working in Jersey City doing, uh, working for Xfinity. Oh, and okay. I was backstage, and, you know, just whatever. And I get an email, and they're like, hey, would you like to be part of a movie? And it didn't look too professional. I was like, oh, this is fake. Yeah. And I started searching it. It was like Netflix, it was produced by Jay-Z. Yeah. I'm like, 
oh, word, this is for real, for real? parents <laughs> immediately. I was like, hey, what should I do? They're like, what do you mean? Go for it. I'm like, okay, I'll go for it. So I tell my boss, and I'm like, um, yeah, man, I will be gone for a little bit. He's like, yeah, dude, absolutely quit, and you can come back whenever you want. Oh, that's awesome. So I literally quit my job that day and uh, got put on for that, got sent out to Mexico. I was out there for three months. Nice. And then uh, COVID hit in March. Oh, yeah, of course. We'll, we'll, we'll actually save that part. Before COVID hit, so we get there, and the immediate, like, bond, mm-hmm. like, I never, because I did a, a few movies just now, but there was no bond between people. It's just like, all right, this is just another work day. Right, there right. Was a immediate family, like, presence when you got there. Like, I got to meet Jonathan Majors the first day. He's like, yo, what's up? Dapped up, met uh, RJ Kyler, like, found that he was from Jacksonville. I lived in Jacksonville, so we clicked immediately. We're like awesome. good friends now. Regina King was, like, so motherly. Oh, that's awesome. It was crazy, because, like, before we had, um, I cannot remember his name right now, uh, the, the gentleman who played Bass Reeves, before mm-hmm. that, it was Wesley Snipes. So oh. Wesley Snipes was there. Oh, wow. He super hilarious. Probably one of the funniest guys I've ever met. And then Idris Elba was Idris Elba, which is a cool dude. Well, yeah. So, yeah. And COVID hit in March. We got sent home, uh, sitting on unemployment. And then we got a call back in September. So then we went back in September. And they, we were there for five. I was there for five or six months. Oh, wow. Before. Yeah. And then we finished it, wrapped it up. And I have stories for days. That was amazing. That does sound pretty awesome. And I'm guessing um, they put you up and everything over there. Yeah, yeah. Everything was taken care of. That's, that's awesome. Um, Bars, L, food. Oh yeah, that. of course. That's that's the nice thing I feel like about film is you get fed really well. Oh, absolutely. I eat every day. I gain so much weight. It's crazy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a lot of gunplay in the film. I'm sure that you know safety was also a big deal. What kind of like training were you given and like for that and to really embody people in the era of 1800s? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, like first day, second day, I'd say we immediately started training for weapons and. Mm-hmm gun safety the prop manager was phenomenal like he knew his stuff he knew the guns okay. knew about the chambers the bullets the, how to hold it how to properly hold it so you don't hurt anybody this is a quarter this is a, a what's the other terms for it half like mm-hmm. everything in between how to properly hold it like how they hold it back in the day do this do that here's how you do a little bit of gunplay with it like it it was over the top honestly like but in a good way because yeah. Accidents happen. Yeah, you can you can put that on your resume too that you're like a gun expert now or a veteran. Oh, <laughs> um, and the music, the movie rather, has some really great modern hip hop as part of its soundtrack. And since you're a musician, so let's transition mm-hmm. into talking about your musical talent. So you perform as artist number seventeen. Why number seventeen? So number seventeen is a call on to one of my favorite TV shows, Dragon Ball Z. Oh, and okay. Maybe. <laughs> other than Kid Boo in there, is Android 17. He's just, like, such an amazing character. Because he starts out evil, right? Like, he's programmed to be evil, but in the end, he gets free will. So he kind of just does what he wants. And he's such carefree, like, dude, like, he really does not care. He's just like, "Ah, I'm just kind of here, you know? Like, it is what it is. I'm just living in the moment, and I'll do as I please. And then he later up, like, they bring him back later in, like, the second... I don't know if it's like the second season, which what you call it, like the second premiere back of the show. 
and now he's like an animal keeper. I don't know. It's really dope. That's awesome. I I would not yeah. have guessed it had anything to do with an anime, to be honest. I'm like, what is number 17? That's, <laughs> that's really interesting. Um, <laughs> um, do you have any artists that inspire you or you feel are influences on your on your craft? Yes, um, absolutely. I am a big fan of, jeez, there's so many, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of the one that, like, influences me the most. Like, who is the one that, let me just actually pull my Spotify and I can just go through <laughs> here. Because I have a whole playlist. That's just awesome. artists that That's I really awesome. like. Here we go, let's see. <laughs> I'm sure one's going to pop up immediately. You're, you've worked with quite a few different artists, too, as well. You've collaborated with quite a few different people. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, one, Kid Cudi is huge for me. Oh, nice. I, like, the way that he could just sing about everything and make it sound like such a vibe, but still, when you listen to the lyrics, it's like, oh, this is this is some real shit. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I can, I can see that, for sure. Good music. Anything that can kind of get me bouncing through. Jaden Smith is a really good one, too, as well. I like him. I like his come up. Awesome. Um, he talks about I like the mood that he puts me in I feel like he has a song for everything awesome. but what I think his last two albums are like great awesome They're 70-ish 80s vibe and I don't know it just really puts me in the mood and Childish Gambino oh, oh he's yes. awesome yeah love Donald Glover love, he's love, awesome. love him love yeah hilarious but also an amazing rapper and musician he's a triple threat yeah definitely um so before I get to your current album, you have two prior ones as well. You have West City and All On My Own. They both came out, I guess, in 2019, two albums in one year. How did you juggle this with acting? That's very impressive. I was just like like how I am now, bored at home. Like, I'll go, I'll go work. I'll come back home. I'll just have a bunch of time after going to a workout. So I'm just like, what better way? to spend my time than playing games is making music. I'm, I'm always trying to do something. I hate being, like, stagnant. No, I agree. I, I'm the same way. I understand. You know? Yeah. Um, and you, so, just to really briefly touch on these albums, West City seems more upbeat than your current album. It's faster. Were you going for a certain theme on that one? No, honestly, I was just trying to put out music. Like That's fair. The, the cover artwork, it was something I drew that myself. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, all my artworks I usually draw myself. That's awesome. Uh, thank you. But for that one, it was just like, all right, I made most of it when I was still living in Florida. This is like before my move. Oh, okay. Uh, and then I put it out when I lived in New York. That's awesome. So that that one was basically already mm-hmm. done, which is why I probably put it out early. Oh, gotcha. And then you go over all of my own. That's when I moved to New York all on my own. Oh, yeah. All- okay, gotcha. Yeah. That makes sense. I, one of the standouts in that one is Guacamole, which is like, I feel like it would be a great song within the club. It's great. Um, can you tell oh, me a yeah. little bit about that one? Yeah, so I, well, I was uh, in Florida, actually. Oh, okay. And um, I ended up making that chorus, I think it was like right before I moved. Mm-hmm. And my friend Torin Crush, he's a artist in Florida that's pretty big. Um, I was like, hey, man, I think you would sound good on this. Yeah. And I sent it to him, and he immediately sent back his verse and everything. Like, awesome. it was clockwork. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and there's, I guess now that I know about the connection to anime, there's some spoken snippets in some of the tracks, like almost an anime intro in Johnny Bravo. So did you put yeah. that, like, from the TV shows? Like Absolutely. Yeah. Like, I'm all about, like, <clears throat> quick remarks and, and just bringing things back so my childhood was like cartoons me and my mom and my little 
brother. We'd sit there and watch cartoons like all day. We wake up early Saturday, put on WB Kids, and then yeah. watch that or like Toonami, mm-hmm. and just sit there and like just bug out on these great like. I don't know, it was made for, like, children that were in a PC time, and it was just, everything was there. It's like, boom, it's in your face, deal with it. No, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, And so you said All On My Own was was done. That's a very different tone, too. It has more, like, an electric sound, but still upbeat. Um, and I think you said you made it kind of as you were coming to New York, if you want to talk a little bit about that record as well. Yeah, I mean, All mm-hmm. On My Own was just... So far, my experiences in New York, like, I was super depressed. Like, I lived mm-hmm. in a an apartment with four, not four dudes, about three other dudes I didn't know. Like, this is me moving from Florida to New York. Like, I had a little bit of money in my pocket. I found this um, landlord. He was like, I'll get you in contact with these guys here. Here you go. So I moved there. I drive the U-Haul up. Mm-hmm. I move in. And then, like, none of us got along. And we okay. just had to live together for a year. And it was just... It got cold. I didn't know about seasonal depression. Yeah, it gets like, really cold. Yeah. Yeah, I come from such a hot, sunny place. I, like I was always in a good mood, and then I got to New York, and I was like, "Well, I'm in a bad mood." Like towards the end of like the year, like what's yeah. going on? Like I don't know. It was just a, a lot of mental stuff going on for me. Oh, absolutely. I find love. Like it was. It was crazy. Like it was an hour time. But you got but through I, it, though, and you've got great music. So is that? I guess. Yeah. With great pain comes great music. That's true. <laughs> and I think we all have had, who live in New York, because most of us have roommates, unless we're really lucky enough to have our own place. We, but we all have horror stories of that. Good stories of uh, that and horror stories of that. That's the next goal, get my own place here in New York. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a good goal. It definitely is. It's tough, but it's a good goal. Um, and then, of course, Adventures in New York was great, which I guess goes by all the your experiences. And yeah. you also have standalone singles like Heavy Breathing, Paris Blues, Why Are You Coughing, and Things Change. Will these be part mm-hmm. of a new record at all? Things Change will be on um, a whole new album. It's going to be called Across the Pond. It's with nice. me and my friend that lives in uh, the UK. Oh, wow. So we're doing a whole like little EP together. So that's going to be ATP Across the Pond. That Things Change is on that. Um, Paris Blues was about my, like, my ex that I had, mm-hmm. like, we did it for three and a half years. Oh, wow. Um, so that we ended in, like, I think 2018. Mm-hmm. And we would kind of just send shots back and forth, like, we're cordial and, and whatnot. Like, mm-hmm. she'd poke on my page, I'm poking her page type shit. And then I realized she actually got into a relationship, like, oh. after X amount of years, she finally, like, made it public, like, yo, I'm in a relationship, so I made Paris Blues. I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, like, basically... That's just not gonna work out. You don't love them. Blah blah mm. blah. We haven't talked about it like that. I'm just, you know, speaking for it. Yeah. And then kind of about a month later they're not together. So I'm like, I guess Ooh. my song was right. Oh shit. So, yeah. Damn. So. Um, so and then let's see, so uh this is probably sounds like a dumb question, but with music marketing I don't know too much about it. Now do you still like try to get tracks out to radio or is it more just focusing on streaming? That's not a dumb question at all. It's a really intuitive question, actually. Um, I've never been big on trying to, like, when I was younger, I would try to always get it on radio. And mm-hmm. so I, I really just, I don't care. Like, yeah. if, you, if you like it, if you don't, you don't. I just put it on streaming platforms to let people know. And I just let it, you know, kind of do its thing. And I just go on about the next thing like it never happened. Well, that makes, that makes sense. And I feel like, I mean, I don't really listen to radio anymore, to be honest. 
Um, yeah. So what was the process of getting your music onto Spotify? Because that's m- mostly where your music is. Yes. Yeah, so there's this thing, there's a couple websites actually that you can use. I mean, one um, is TuneCore, and you would go up there, you put your stuff there, you put your artwork there, and you pay like 20 bucks, okay. and then it everywhere for you, and it'll stay up there for a year. Oh, wow. And you should keep it up longer. And there's a couple other sites that will just do it for free, if you know about them. Like uh, 1RPM.com, you put your stuff there, and they'll just put it up for free anywhere you want. And they'll okay. just make a little bit of revenue, and you get the rest of it, and you keep your masters. That is awesome. So you don't really have to go through, like, uh, yes people or people to approve your stuff and all that stuff. So that's that's pretty cool. Um, so your latest album is called Is This a Vibe? Tell me about yeah. a little about the process of working on this album. Um, this was all during when I made my move from the Manhattan to Brooklyn with oh. uh, good friends of mine, uh, Tim Turner and uh, Mike Galea. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was making that uh, just kind of, like I said, in my room in between when I'm not doing anything. Right. I just wanted to make, I wanted this to come out in summer, mm-hmm. not in fall. I wanted it to come out in summer. Um, and just be something that, like, okay, if I were to go somewhere that's popping and I play this, is it a vibe? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm actually asking myself the question, mm-hmm. you know? It's not like it's for y'all to interpret. It's just like, okay, if I put this on somewhere random, like the party at Richard's house, yeah, will it work? It did, I think, so. Yeah, I think so, too. Like, one song you guys played three times in a row, it was about me. Y'all played that song three times in a row. Really? So it like, did? Yeah, nice. Yeah. I was like, all right, I guess this is a vibe. Yeah, I so, couldn't believe I was like, wait, this is you on here? I was like, that's so cool. So that's, yeah. That, that was, was really cool. neat. Um, and so when you make records like this, do you just do it all yourself, or do you work with, like, a record company or something? Another odd question. Um, <laughs> other than Beats, I do it all myself. Beats, I find a line, pay from, use them. Okay. But, Writing, recording, mastering, editing, I do it all myself. Oh, wow. That's quite a lot. Um, and it's, Fun. I like that. It's, that's good, it's as like, long as you like um, it, yeah. Just like, I, I hate middlemen. Yeah, know? oh, yeah, like, absolutely. Just give me the product, I'll do it, I'll send it over, or I'll send you a piece of it, do your stuff, send it to me, let me finish it all. Like, I hate going between someone, like, oh, let me talk to somebody for you. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, link me up with them. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I like, agree. Um, work can speak for itself. Absolutely. And, like, how long was the process uh, of making this one? Was there a theme you wanted it, or just you said, like, you, you were asking the question, is this a vibe? So. Um, how long did this take me? I want to say it took me maybe, like, three, four months. Wow, that's I, it? I was very off and on with it, you know? Wow, that's that's very short. I would, just, I would have assumed a lot much longer. I don't know. I don't know much about making albums, but I would have assumed longer. Well, songs only take me about, like, 30, 40 minutes to do. Oh, wow. Honestly. You know, I'm just kind of just, all right, write it, record it, boom, 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 boom. And it'll just sit there. And that's usually what happens. I'll have, like, a an ample amount of music that's just sitting. I'm like, okay, this one fits. This one fits. I kind of mm-hmm. just pick and choose what goes together. Because sometimes I forget about songs that I do. Oh, or wow. I, like, rap chorus, and I'll forget about it, and I'll come back, like, a month later. I'm like, oh, damn, this is really good. Why didn't I finish this? It's all oh, about... Wow the timing for me like if, if it works or not that's awesome and you mentioned I just, um, recently called um what's it called uh i am what i am and that song i've been sitting on for like two weeks i made a chorus to it and i was like oh this is shit and then i come back and I'm like oh this beat's great 
and then I wrote something at like 2 a.m. in the morning in like 30 minutes and then recorded that whole song. Awesome. Um, so one of your songs you mentioned too that got played a lot, the Party About You remix. What was, uh, the inspiration for this one? And you have collaborators in this song and other ones. What's your process for involving other artists? So for this one here, like the original song about you, I never intended to make a remix to it mm -hmm. at all. I'm just going to let it, because it was on my last album. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, um, it actually, the, it was called the, the Porpoise Love Story, but it got taken off Spotify. Oh, okay. It's, it's been up there for a year. Because I was going to say, I don't think I saw that one. So, yeah. Oh, no worries. I'll have to send that to you. No yeah. worries. Um, when I was in the, on the movie set, The Heart of the Fall, I actually showed RJ Kyler. Oh, wow. Uh, he was Jim Beckworth in the okay. movie. Okay. And he fell in love with the song, and he asked, yo, we should do a remix. Oh, wow. So that, that's him, Free the Alchemist. That's his oh, wow. alibi, alias he goes under. And he wanted to make a remix. And I was like, all right, bet. So that's how that one came across. Oh, wow. He asked for it. Oh, wow. I have a timeless song with the famous actor I would have never thought you know what I mean but yeah. here we that is that is awesome um so let's see so you have and you also have Die For This with Tim one of your other collaborators this one's a much harder track than the others can you tell me about the motivation for this one yeah so I literally came back from the, the Netflix movie oh okay home, and um I found this beat and I was all like, you know what? Honestly, for this lifestyle, I would fucking die for it. I mm. am in love with acting. I'm in love with making music. Like, either give me that or just off me right now. Oh, wow. That was it. Like, I would do anything to achieve that goal. And Tim was hell about it. My roommate, he shot the music video for it. Like, nice. it was great. Awesome. That's that's really interesting, too. That it came from um, right after your shooting movie. And you also yeah. have uh, Fugazi's another great track. You've got this and other tracks that are named like after Matthew McConaughey. How do you go about naming your songs? Which comes first, the title or the music? Or um, usually for the songs, I would like just make the song first and then mm -hmm. title it after. But Matthew McConaughey, like I wanted, I wanted to make a song. To um, I already had a vision. For this music video, we never shot it, but I wanted to just do a bunch of iconic scenes from Matthew McConaughey's like lineage mm -hmm. and make a song around it. That was the whole idea. I named the song before I even like found the beat or wrote lyrics. I was like, I'm naming a song Matthew McConaughey. Boom, that's it. And that's <laughs> it. the videos are gonna have nothing to do with the song. The song's gonna have nothing to do with the name. I just want to call it Matthew McConaughey. That's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. Um, and you collaborate with uh, Tunk on Hallelujah. Is it, do you enjoy having a guest artist or do you prefer like working on your own? And I think you said that they, at least in one of them, that they just sent you their lyrics. Do you like approve of that their lyrics or do you just let them do whatever they want? Like, how does that work? So for collaborating with artists, um, usually I like to do things on my own, but sometimes I can't figure out what I want to do for a second verse. So I just right. send it off. I just send it off to a bunch of random people and I'm like, hey, I think your voice would sound good on this, or hey, I think you would do a good job. And then they're like, yeah, let's do it. And then they'll do that. I don't care what their lyrics are. I don't care how it sounds. Mm -hmm. I'm just happy that they're involved. That's awesome. You know, that we, we created something together. So I just let free reign, like let your creative juices flow. Here's the topic. You can go around it. You don't have to be on topic. Just, you know, spit something. 
That's awesome. That sounds pretty simple. Um, and then you have uh, Rooftop Chillin', excuse me, is another hard track, though the title would make it seem otherwise. Um, can you tell, tell me about the inspiration for this one as well? Yeah, my little brother. So he has the um, Xbox gamer tag called Trees, Tree Top Scoping. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I like the way it sounds, but what would, what would I make it sound like? I'm like, oh, oh Rooftop Chillin'. Oh, okay. So that, that kind of like a, uh, pay a homage to my little brother. So I like that song. It's, awesome. it's like, it's really out of pocket and it's really short, but it's, it's cool. It's really, it's really like wavy in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then another of my favorite tracks was C, if you want to talk a little bit about that one. Yeah. Um, uh, my love life sucks. <laughs> I'm trash at like <laughs> trying to figure out people's mindsets. And, and coming from someone who's a Leo, I overthink everything. So I ruin everything I touch, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So, like, if I could see time, I'd still waste it. If I could probably mm-hmm. see what you think, I'd probably still fuck it up, is what I'm saying. That's fair. So, you made it sound much more, like, you know, artistic than that. So that's, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, I'm, a, I'm an artist, so I have to make it sound better than what it is. But when you're talking to me, I'm just going to tell you straight up, no, nah, I'm trash. I don't know what I'm doing. I can't figure it out. None of us do. Let's be honest. I don't either. None of us really do. It's okay. Yeah, that's life. What yeah. are you going to do? Exactly. Um, <laughs> Which is why I gave up this year on dating. I was, I was over it. Yeah, I don't, I don't blame you. It's, it's, you would think in New York it would be better, like, there's more choices, but it's still more disasters, I think. But anyway. No, nobody respects each other nowadays. It's just what it is. Yeah, I think, I agree. Um, so does any track hold special significance for you other than, I guess, the one that, you know, is, this, is um, an homage to your brother, I guess, would probably be one of the, the biggest ones. Hmm. That's a very good question. Um, throughout all of them, hmm, yeah, the one of my brother, the one with the uh, Free the Alchemist. I love mm-hmm. that one. Um, I think All Right okay. is a really good one for me because, like, I mean, the times we've been through, like, 2020 and whatnot, like, and I, I have to keep telling myself, like, all right, things are going to work out. Things are going to work out. Yeah, None of you. Like, I'm, I'm, it's like paycheck to paycheck. You have rent, rent's expensive. Like, yeah. you got to work, you got to do something. You want to do acting. You want to get into SAG. Okay, but in order to get in SAG, you have to get on SAG, um, um, SAG projects, but you can't get SAG projects because you're not SAG. So you're right, of course. You have to wait for a waiver. And then, oh, you send out an audition. They love your audition. They send it to the director. The director's like, oh, I don't like this hair. So, boom, you don't hear nothing back. It's just, you know, okay, you know what? Things are going to be all right. Like, just keep throwing spaghetti at the wall. That's the right. Fucking sticks. I'm surprised, though, for Harder They Fall, they didn't have you as, like, wavered or something for that. It's because in New Mexico, it's worked to hire Oh, state. yeah. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah, I would have had literally so many waivers. Probably, I did so yeah. Abandoned. I did stunts. I did, oh, I did wow. everything. So I would have had it, but is what it is. Yeah. Well, make sure you put stunts on your, in your resume, too. That's, that's, that's good experience, at least. But, yeah, that's... Yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's, uh, that's frustrating. Um, so, and I know you said you basically edit all the songs. How did you, did you just like learn that yourself or did you have anybody help you figure out how to do editing to ask this really question? Over time, just alter myself and YouTube's a great teacher. Mm, yeah. So 
you know, go in between. And then once you learn about the programs, you can kind of fine tune it for your voice or how you want it to sound. And I'm always still learning. I'm not a master of this. Please don't understand, like, you know, think that I am. I'm not. I'm very still a novice. But, you know, this over time, you just get better and better. Like, I'm still using the same microphone. Like, if you go back through, like, all my music, Spotify, and then even before that, on like SoundCloud, mm-hmm. like how shitty it sounds. This is the same microphone that my mom got me for my birthday when I was eighteen, and Aww. I've been using it. Since. So I've just been slowly getting better at making it sound better. What is this microphone? Do you know it's called? Yeah, it's a uh, it's a CAD. I think it's a GX, uh, like one eighteen hundred or something like that. Okay, well, I guess it works. It works pretty well because it sounds good to me. Yeah, literally like a hundred, hundred twenty dollar mic. Nice. So that proves you don't have to have spent hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Um, yeah. And what program do you usually use for like editing? So for editing, I use Apple Studios and recording as well. Smart. Yeah, yeah, it's been around for ever. Awesome. For my first version, I would always pirate it. That's <laughs> fair. Yeah, we're struggling artists. We got to do it sometimes. Got to do what you got to do. Exactly. And, uh, you know, with COVID, live shows have slowly been coming back. They're kind of slowing down again with the surge. But do you have any plans to perform any of your music live soon? Yeah, I I would love to do one. I just got offered one the other day, but they're doing, like, ticket sales and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. So if you don't get ticket sales, you have to get out of pocket. I don't feel like doing that. I don't feel like hounding people like hey come to my show it's 15 dollars. here you go it's going to be in long island so hopefully you can drive out or take a yeah. train so nah, is that the I'm thing good. where they like if you don't get enough people they like charge you or something like that because i know they yeah. do it to some artists yeah yeah i think it's super dumb especially yeah. if you hit me up directly asking if i want to do music i'm like hell yeah i want to do music all right here you go i'm like never mind i don't want to do music so yeah i I didn't think about it lately. I think I might just pop up at like a couple open mics and do like a song yeah. or two and then just dip. That's 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 fun. a good idea. You have to let me know. You can tell me the secret so I can be there. But yeah, that's definitely yeah. Uh, that's definitely that makes sense. Um, and let's see. So are you currently? Because I know you mentioned the next album. Are you currently working on the next one still, or are you just still focusing on this one? Yeah, I'm working on them right now. Actually, I have. Um, if you want to hear the snippet, I can play it for you. Sure, go for it. If you're willing to put it on the podcast, sure, go for it. Absolutely, yeah. I'll show you a snippet. Let me turn on my speaker here and show you a little snippet of what we got. So we have, oh, I'll show you Water Slide. I just finished that one. Water Slide, so okay. Yeah, I'll play the whole thing, but I will show you what I got. Awesome. Getting exclusive here. Absolutely. Anything for you. Come on. Oh, thanks. Let's see. Oh, girl, I wasn't being your 
Oh, I like that. That's really good. That's what I like. I like that. it. I was yeah. I was like moving in my seat to it. I was like, that's oh, good. Oh yeah. <laughs> I like it. Water slide. That's good. Very good. Thank you for that uh, that little sneak peek. I enjoyed that. So when can we expect you know the new songs? Do you know around when they'll come out? I have no clue. I have no clue. Um, how many songs do we have done right now? I think we have like four or five songs done right now. It's getting there then. <laughs> it's getting there then. That's, that's good. Oh yeah, yeah. Just I peruse YouTube for beats daily, and sometimes I'm feeling it, sometimes I'm not. So I don't want to ever like force myself because that's how I get right as well. Like, yeah, what... that makes sense. Um, mm -hmm. that was really cool though. Uh, and I asked this to all of my guests, one of my last questions, um, to motivate others, even myself, not to give up. Before these albums, did you get to a point where you were kind of like, ah, oh, screw it, I'm not going to do this? And if so, either on albums or acting, if so, what helped get you back on track? I think everybody has that, you know, mm -hmm. like, yeah. oh, oh, it's not working. Everything I'm doing is just not working. Mm -hmm. Step back. Come back to it later. Yeah. Like I said earlier. Like, sometimes, like, for these tracks or albums that I put together, like, these are songs done X amount of months ago. And then I'm like, oh, this fits the pocket. And then I'm like, okay, now I know what I'm aiming for. So it's not, you don't always have to have a full flesh plan. I mean, it's always nice, too. But sometimes it's kind of good to just go with the flow, and then it just refills itself later. It's like uh, finding the last puzzle piece. That's good. No, that's good. That's good, that's good advice. Um, and so where can people, uh, follow you? I know you're like on Instagram and stuff for your new projects. If you want to tell people where they can check you out. Yeah. Yeah. Instagram is probably hard. It's going to be Jacques Nan Horton. <laughs> uh, second. So J A C Q U E A O R T O N. And then you have I I. And then in between is Lamb. So L A O N. Mm -hmm. And you're also on Spotify as well as number 17. Yep. Just N017. Which is pretty easy. So, pretty easy. yeah, perfect. Um, so I really appreciate you taking the time to do this. Like I said, if you want to check out Jack's work, just check out uh, Spotify, go to Instagram. Um, so that that's probably the best area to find you is Spotify. But uh, this was really good, and I really appreciate you giving us a snippet of the new music. So thank you so much uh, for your time, Jack. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate right. you. Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. Well, that's just about going to do it for another episode of Johanna's Artbeat. I'm your host, Johanna Grisey. Big thank you to my guest today, Jack Leon Horton II. You can find him on Spotify as number 17, and also on Instagram as Jack Leon Horton, II. That's J A C Q U E L A O N H O R T O N I I. And if you want to follow along with me, uh, my pages is Johanna Grisey on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and then my website is johannagrisey.com. This episode I'd like to dedicate to my friend BJ Chapman, who is a dear, dear friend, and I'm very thankful to have her in my life. Thank you all again for listening. I have some really exciting guests coming up, and I hope you're all staying safe. Get the booster shot if you haven't yet and are able to. Take care and I'll talk to you next time.